Welcome to God is Open. I'm your host, Christopher Fisher. Today on God is Open, we're going to be talking about timelessness, atemporality, eternalism. Actually, just a YouTube comment on uh, my friend Thomas's video here. His uh, video is called The Problem with Divine Timelessness, Atemporality, or Eternalism, where he points out the fact that people who believe time is created, they can't define what time is. They can't define or conceptualize what eternity is. Uh, these things are non-concepts, and in the Bible, God does things. God acts. God creates. He he moves over a series of days. God is in time. There's no such thing as outside of time. It is a non-concept. And so we got a interlocutor, someone who doesn't like this idea, and he's commenting. And this guy's name's Trevor. Let's see what Trevor says to me, first of all. I had uh, posted, right, no one can conceptualize the idea of timelessness like there, there's no duration there's no sequence it's just it's just a, a point object that doesn't change god is a non-being if timelessness is true if there is such a thing and god is timeless god is not a being god is a nothing that what that describes is nothingness uh, a state of eternal uh, non-changing he's no different than any other facet of the universe in timelessness, just assuming that's a, a, a something that can be conceptualized, that can possibly be true. I don't think it can possibly be true. And so I say, right, no one can conceptualize the idea of timelessness. And our buddy Trevor says, if you read and meditate upon the scriptures, you can certainly can. What an odd thing to say. <laughs> oh, yeah, I remember that time where any of the biblical authors indicated any belief in timelessness. I remember that's in the Bible. That's definitely there. Thanks, Trevor, for your intellectual comment. But uh, he wrote a huge novel, a big paragraph. He could probably publish it in a book form. And we're going to kind of read through that and critique what uh, Trevor says as his opening post. Time has been a relatively easy nut to crack. Really? Huh, that's funny because uh, I thought that physicists and, uh, and people who understand how the world works, um, they fundamentally fundamentally don't understand what matter is, what reality is, what time is. These, these are things that they cannot define. And they will show very much humility when talking about these concepts and admit the extent, the limitations of what we know. Like, like the actual scientists guaranteed uh, they will do that we do have that video of that one scientist admitting fundamentally we don't know anything about the material world one of the things that, that struck me in all the work that i've done over the last um, 25 years thinking about uh, what modern physics is trying to tell us is is really having come to the realization uh, that even though the great revolutions in 20th century physics fundamentally changed the way that we try to understand space and time and matter and energy, um, the, the simple truth is that we actually still don't. I've become more and more aware uh, that uh, even though there has been tremendous scientific progress, scientists are still asking themselves the same questions that philosophers were challenging themselves with four or five hundred years ago. Now, that doesn't mean to say we don't make progress, 
but we make progress in the sense that we find ways of dealing with the ideas without ever really understanding them. Fundam axiomatically, how it functions, what it is, um, we do not understand reality. We don't have access to that information. And so he is very confident, this Trevor guy, he must have been a uh, public school. He probably was taught this in sixth grade uh, science class. Oh, we got it all figured out. We got uh, time figured out. We got the material world figured out. Just trust us. Um, no, um, that's incorrect. Time has been a relatively easy nut to crack, Trevor writes. So maybe he'll define time for us. Huh. Once it was understood and then proven by astrophysicists that the closer the speed of light an object travels through space, the less effect time has on it. The illusion of time as we experience it in our primitive temporal brains becomes irrefutably exposed. Okay, so what he's talking about here is time dilation. And if you do the math and you have a rocket ship and it's moving and it's emitting light beacons at 15-minute increments and then turns around and comes back to the starting spot and then you add up all those times between, you're going to find some sort of deficiency between those, uh, those two spaceships, those two points, and how much quote-unquote time that they've experienced. Their clocks will be different. And uh, if there's twins, one will be older than the other. Okay, we, we'll admit all that. Um, we'll accept all that. But the funny thing is that uh, we don't see any time travel there. What we see is sequence, duration, duration in both the objects, which could be mapped at a one-to-one -one correlation to each other, right? You're watching Star Trek, and they have this little device that makes things age quick. And they shoot this tree and the tree gets really big it's it's we don't say oh no time doesn't exist anymore oh no it's, no we understand uh that that just happened sequentially within the same time frame that other trees were aging more slow and this is not counterintuitive or anything he, he talks about this in here where where oh, oh the only intuitive thing is not this well guess what I experience time dilation all the time. When I'm playing video games, it goes by instantly. Life uh, is over just like that. Uh, it's nighttime already, just in a, in a blink of an eye. But if, if you're mowing the lawn, guess what? That, that 30 minutes, that feels like hours upon hours. If you want to be immortal, here's the trick. Just mow the lawn. Just spend all your waking days mowing lawns. Uh, you'll live forever and uh, you'll experience a whole lot of time but uh, that that is the funny thing that we do experience time dilation in our own lives we experience time differently based on our state of minds based on maybe you're tired maybe you're hyped up on caffeine and so it's it's not counterintuitive that different objects experience different perceptions of uh, duration <laughs> That's not, that, that is something we're familiar with. If an atomic clock in the top of the Empire State Building records less time passing than the identical atomic clock in the basement of the Empire State Building does because the high perched timepiece is further from the center of the Earth and travels at a slightly quicker than the one in the basement, how can this be? How can two times exist at once? So if I walked around my house and I grabbed two, two watches and they read different times, um, my normal reaction isn't to be like, how can this be? I don't know. I can't explain why this clock is different than this clock. 
there's no explanation. Um, it must be that time is irrelevant. It's it's uh, fungible, and there's uh, there's no sequence. There's no present. There's no now. Time travels true because um, I have this watch over here that's out of batteries, and now it's like frozen at like twelve. I guess the world's in trouble because we're all frozen in in one time. But uh, that's not how reality works. Clocks can record different times, and uh, that's not going to upset anyone that I know of. Maybe Trevor. Trevor will get upset that uh, these my clock's batteries died. Now my clock is stuck at 12. That will probably be earth-shattering to him. But yes, in presentism, and I'm a presentist, different clocks can read different times. It's, it's not a mystery. Uh, these, these things can happen. That doesn't mean all of a sudden there's not a now. That doesn't mean that now time is a thing. That just means the two clocks are reading different uh, results for whatever reason. For whatever reason. He thinks in his mind, Trevor, that the only explanation is that time travel, timelessness, and all these things are true concepts and, and time is a thing because his two clocks read different times. Fantastic. Um, th this is this is the level at which we're engaging. And he's telling us all about science, and this is his thought process. He says, makes no sense. Laugh out loud. That's so funny. Oh, ha, 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 ha. Makes no sense that two clocks can read different times. Okay, you can't explain it. Where's that Bill O'Reilly clip where uh, he's talking about the moon or something? And he's like, you can't explain it. We made fun of a lot for that. But time and space, this is back to our Trevor friend. Time and space are interwoven into each other in ways that makes them ultimately inseparable and indistinguishable from each other as energy and matter have been proven to be. Okay, that's a weird claim. You're, you're claiming probably to know more about physics than physicists. And uh, I don't see any evidence of these claims. Um, it's... Uh, this this is uh, internet, guys. So anyone can write anything and put it up there. And are, are we supposed to take people seriously? I, I don't. It's probably not a good idea in the modern world to treat people seriously unless they have shown to be serious intellectual thinkers. He's, he's here to tell us that time is really easy to understand. He hasn't told us what time is. He hasn't answered the fundamental objections in the original video that uh, they can't conceptualize timelessness, that they can't define time. He's responding to this and all he's doing is talking out the sides of his mouth and not answering the questions. There's questions that have been posed. He cannot answer them. And why? Because uh, th there's no answer. What is time? It it's not a thing. And so how are you going to be defining time? He does it through watches. So in his mind, if a watch uh, has a minute, then there's something called time, and it's denominated in minutes, and uh, that clock has accurately reflected those minutes passing by. And if a different clock reads a different uh, time frame, that means time is fungible, and uh, that eternity and timelessness is true. So this this is the level of discourse that we are getting. Trevor. And that's without one shred of metaphysics or Christian doctrine being tossed into the conversation. If the radical materialists of empirical science can work it out, 
how can you pretend to call yourself a man of God, a man of wisdom, and still be out there in the cold? God transcends time because God is real and time is not. Oh, now time's not real? What? That's the presentist. That's the presentist position. So timelessness is not a thing because time is not real. I, true that, true that. Did you just convert, Trevor? Huh? What, what did you just convert? Time is not a thing. Time doesn't exist. You can't define time. You can't quote unquote experience time. You can't interact with time. You can't change time. Um, there's always a present. There's no reverse causation. There's no causes uh, coming after the effect. The effect happens and the cause happens. We don't get any of that. Instead, what we see is presentism everywhere we look, everywhere we look. My brother and I had that, uh, that podcast on the theory of everything where we talked about timelessness as a concept. We talked about presentism. We talked about the fundamental ignorance in science on the axiomatic fundamental levels of how the universe works and operates. We just don't know. And scientists, they will be honest about this. They, they will be humble when they're discussing the limits and to the extent of how we know and what we know, what we know. Uh, not this guy though. He thinks it's all figured out. So what, what is matter? What is time? I'm still looking for an answer there. Thomas replies, so basically what you're saying is that we live in a simulation or a version of the matrix. And Trevor responds and he says this, I didn't say a word about simulations or a matrix. I described some characteristics of nature, natural reality, that are counterintuitive to our experience. The fact that the speed at which an object moves through space affects the rate at which time passes for that object. Not necessarily counterintuitive. We, we have plenty of examples of us experiencing different lapses of time. Even like, let's say a woman, she smokes throughout her youth. At age 30, she might look like she's age 50, right? She's aging a lot faster due to her natural environment. All of your postulations and assertions concerning time as real and consistent factor in the scheme of reality betray how and why you are currently caught in such a mindset. And you still think time is a steady constant, which it simply and irrefutably is not. Um, I don't know what this guy's talking about. I think he's just making up positions that Thomas, I do not believe, actually holds. So he's fighting a straw man. You're doing pretty good. Uh, you're setting that straw man on fire. Uh, I think you've defeated that straw man. And I don't think Thomas would deny relativity, um, time dilation even. I, I don't think any of that would be denied by Thomas. But just the fact that Trevor thinks that his opposition would deny these things uh, is uh, shows us Trevor is not... A thinking rational person right he's he's not he's not putting himself in his critics mindset he's not accurately understanding the other positions in order to refute them he just assumes that whatever he thinks is bad is his, his opponent's beliefs and uh, they're terrible and they must hold these beliefs because why because uh, he doesn't like them and uh, those other things aren't his beliefs so he could attack those things he actually doesn't have anything to attack of Thomas's, so he has to invent things to attack. Then he talks about wristwatches again. He's like, okay, then we have these wristwatches, and then one of them is uh, sent into space, and they come back, and then they're different times. Uh-oh, 
Uh-oh. The watch that had just raced through space at a mind-warping high speeds would show a significant deficit in the amount of time that had passed compared to the one on your wrist. That's not a simulation. That's a fact. That's a reality, albeit a facet of reality that seems on its face to contradict what we think we know about time and its passing in the natural world here on Earth as we live and experience it. He thinks that anything he's saying is is uh, giving any evidence to the fact that God is timeless or any of the biblical authors thought God is timeless or timelessness is a thing. It is a concept that uh, it can be conceptualized. I, I think conceptualization is the basic, uh, one of the basic properties for something to be intelligible. If you can't uh, conceptualize it, it's not intelligible. He is presenting us an uh, unintelligible view. A view where God is timeless, yet God does things. There's an eternal decree, maybe, and everything is faded, and there's no movement in this eternity, but there's a movement in time, and it seems to be a perception of time. Those types of claims are pretty common when you come to Calvinists talking about timelessness. Timelessness is not a thing. Just think about it. Uh, if God is timeless, what is it? Yeah, so he doesn't exist? Non-existence is timeless, right? Uh, Be timeless, you, you don't have duration, you don't have an instance of yourself, there's there's no, what what is it? I it's, it's not conceptualable. Can't conceptualize it. Despite what he says, he says you read the Bible and they talk about timelessness. No, they talk about God being from everlasting to everlasting. They talk about God's great patience. They talk about God... God watching and waiting and looking and searching and all these things that God's, uh, his anger, how his anger subsides and it flares up. They talk about his love, his outpouring of love, his, his acts, his acts and kindness, his elation at seeing things happen. All these are uh, irrevocably re linked to time. No, no one, no one in the ancient world that uh, that timelessness was a thing, except for except for our Platonist friends, and maybe there are some other Greek philosophies floating around. But it wasn't ancient Semitic beliefs. None of them even conceptualized that timelessness could be a thing. And, and the ancient uh, biblical authors, uh, they were Semites, right? They believed these eight ancient Near East ideas. That that's where they're coming from, not timelessness. So find a secular biblical scholar that thinks anyone in the Bible thought timelessness was a thing, I'd be surprised if you do. Uh, I would be surprised if you found a secular biblical scholar saying like, someone like John Day, um, he might, if I had asked him directly, if any of the biblical, biblical authors thought God was timeless, he might have laughed at me. That's what I'm projecting into my mind would have happened if I had asked biblical scholar John Day that question. Mark Smith, ask Mark Smith, uh, it, it, uh, ask, ask any of these guys, any of these guys, and they'll tell you the truth. They'll tell you the scholarship. Ask physicists, is time a thing? Do we understand fundamentally what time is? Do we understand fundamentally what matter is? What the building blocks of the universe, do we understand them? And hopefully, hopefully they're, they're, they're going to say no, because we don't. We do not understand fundamentally what this universe is.